Welcome back to We Watch, We Collect, episode number 12. I'm your host, Chris Castagnon, and today I will be doing the episode uh, solo. My co-host, Chris Rivera, still undergoing a few little uh, little personal matters, uh, but no need to get into that. Um, but I am going to do it solo. There is quite a bit to talk about. A lot of happened in the world of baseball. So I thought I'd give it a shot, doing it by myself, and talk about it. And a little thing right here, I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, May 25th, at 9.20 in the morning, about a couple hours before I have to go to the Isotopes ballpark for work. I'm doing it. I, I got this. I'm going I'm to try to do it by myself. I'm going to try to talk about baseball um, without getting too boring, I guess, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, so, you know what? I'm just going to start off with it. I'm going to start off with my team, which is the Boston Red Sox. Um, and the story that is Trevor Story. I mean, May 19th, three home run game. Seven RBIs, four hits, five runs scored. That it was amazing. Now I'm not gonna say to finally see it because that's a, li- a little unfair. But you know what? It was it, it was amazing to see it. And not only did he do that, but grand slam. A couple of games later, like he owns the Seattle Mariners at this point now. He and and by the way, he owns Robbie Ray now from that Grand Slam. Hitting a Grand Slam off Robbie Ray, who got paid a ton of money to pitch there, and he's not really pitching all that well. I mean, I don't know. He might have he might have fooled the organization of the Mariners to be like, hey, I can pitch well for you, and he is he, he's not doing all that well. But aside from that, our guy Trevor Story, Grand Slam off of him. And they, they go on to sweep the Seattle Mariners. And now they're undergoing a three-game series against the Chicago White Sox, which they already won uh, first game yesterday. And they basically demolished the White Sox yesterday. I mean, 16-3 to three on that game. And I do believe there were four home runs from the Red Sox alone. So, I mean... That, that, that was amazing. I mean, everybody got a hit um, from that game. Kike went two for six. Devers, two for five. J.D. Martinez, four for five. Jumps his batting average to 366. Is he going to hit 400 later on in the season? Because I have another player who I think might, but I'll get, in, get into that a little later. I mean, Bogarts, one for four. Trevor Story, two for six. Frenchy Cordero, two for three. Christian Vasquez, three for five, which he also had a homer as well. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., two for four. I mean, from to, to I listened to another podcast, the Red Sox podcast, Jerry Carabas. We're, we're not going to say it. We're just, we're just not going to say it. I'll leave it at that. Uh, we're not saying it. But, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Red Sox now, and, you know, Quite honestly, now, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I mean, as of right now, I'll get into a little bit of stats. But, I mean, Devers does hold the first place spot 
in home runs on the Red Sox. He has 10. There is a player who holds a second place spot in home runs, but he also holds the first place spot in three other categories. One of them we don't care much about. It's whatever, but he does. And second place in home runs is Trevor Story with eight. Granted, that came in the past week and a half, but, you know, he got hot. What are you going to do about it? He got hot. And another category that he is in first in Red Sox in is RBIs. He has got 33. And, of course, it came from all those home runs. It came from the Grand Slam. It came from the back-to-back two-run home runs on that game where he tied the game by himself. But he's in, he's in first place on the team with, with 33 home runs. He's also leading in walks. He's got 16 walks. Xander Borgarts has got 15. Kike's got 14. But he's leading the lead, he's leading the team in walks. Uh, the other category that he's leading in, but we don't care about, is strikeouts. He is leading in strikeouts with 49. No other teammate of his is at 40. So, But he's getting around to it because judging by the way he's been playing lately, you can tell he hasn't been striking out. That goes for the team. That is great. The uh, Red Sox are playing the White Sox today, uh, 6-10 my time. Um, and it is a three-game set, which uh, we have to... I mean, I mean, I'd love a sweep. We have to sweep because we are two and a half games back on the wild card and they are above us with one and a half game above. So with this sweep, we could leapfrog them and, you know, jump into the wild card spot with some with, you know, Blue Jays are in there, too. But with a couple of games, if they lose, we just leapfrog them. And now we're in the wild card spot. And, you know, and I'd love I'd love for the team to stay there. I'd, I'd absolutely love it. I mean, let's 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 stay there. Let's keep it there. I don't see us winning the division, but again, you never know because as of right now, let's get into let's get into some division talk in baseball right now. Um, I guess since we're here already, we'll start with the AL East. AL East, of course, the Yankees, 13, 30 and 13. First team to 30 wins, which I do believe they were the first team to 20 wins and the last team to reach 10 losses, which they're a powerhouse. I mean, but you never know what could happen, of course. But um, let's get back to it. The Rays, 25 and 17. They're four and a half games back. Blue Jays, 23 and 20, seven games back. Red Sox, 20 and 22, nine and a half games back. And the Orioles at 18-26 with 12 and a half games back. And Red Sox are on a win streak. Six-game win streak. Love that. Um, White Sox, 21 and 21, five and a half games back. Guardians at 18 and 21, seven games back. And the Tigers and Royals are tied in last with 14 and 28, and both at 12 and a half games back. And Royals on a six-game losing streak. So that's not good. Bobby Witt. They, I guess they thought he might be the savior in Bobby Witt Jr., but as of right now, it's not looking that way. I mean, they got double the losses of wins they have. So, but AL West, of course, well, you know what? I take that back. Not of course. We have Houston Astros at 28 and 16. Right behind them, we have the Angels, which is one game separating them at 27 and 17. That's crazy because. The other three teams, I would say, are not very close. The Rangers are 18 and 23, 
eight and a half games back. Mariners at 18 and 26, 10 games back. And the uh, Oakland A's at 1827 with 10 and a half games back. So, I mean, AL, AL West is looking like a fight between the Astros and the Angels. But, again, it's, it's still May, almost June, still early. But, you know, it's getting to that time where teams are starting to get comfortable, getting to their groove. You know, pitchers are finding their pitches. Uh, hitters are finding the ball now because, you know, they're hitting. And, but, again, you never know. But. An eight, an eight, and an eight and a half game deficit can disappear in two weeks. A team can get swept twice. A team can sweep twice, and there goes your, you know, your eight and a half game lead. Now you're tied. So, any anything can happen. Anything can happen, and it showed last year. Plenty of teams had long ten plus game losing streaks. Yankees were one of them, and teams have had you know ten plus games winning streaks. Cardinals were one of them, and that put them in the wild card spot. So you never know. It's still early. Um, let's jump to the uh, National League. We've got the National League East, which I have the team that's currently in first place in the NL East, which is the team that I picked to win to the division, is the New York Mets, 29-16. and 16. Um, But as of right now, DeGrom is, uh, DeGrom is down, and Max Scherzer is also down with... I think six to eight weeks is what I saw. And, you know, it goes back to what everyone is saying. Mets are going to met. Like, me personally, I know everyone's heard that, but I'm like, fuck, man, I want the Mets to put that to rest already. Like, they make the playoffs and, you know, make a deep run. You know what? I think even if they make the playoffs, I think Mets are going to met needs to be put to rest. Because they they've been like this since the beginning of the season. You know they didn't have like a a huge game win streak. You know they kept it the whole way. No team, the Braves haven't touched them. The Phillies haven't touched them. So if they keep this up through the whole year, even with Degrom down, and if sure like Scherzer Scherzer will eventually come back. You know probably mid July. Um. You know, and they make the playoffs and well, not only win the division, but yeah, make the playoffs. I think that Mets Mets are going to Met needs to be put to rest. And, you know, if they go on to win the World Series, who knows? Make the World Series again. Who knows? I think I think, yeah, Met, Mets are going to Met needs to be gone because they didn't. They didn't Met. I mean, every team goes through injuries and, you know, some teams make it out of it and, you know, and. And go on to win the World Series, a la Atlanta Braves last year. Lost Acuna, refix that outfield, World Series champions. Boom. But back to the NL East. Um, Braves sitting at 20 and 23, along with the Phillies. Both are get both are eight games back. Marlins at 18, 23, nine games back. And my co-host, Chris Rivera's Nationals at 14 and 30 and 14 and a half, 14 and a half games back. Uh, NL Central, uh, looking like the Brewers, Brewers, Brewers and Cardinals are pretty close to each other. Brewers at 27-16, Cardinals at 24-19, three games back, Cubs at 18-24, Pirates at 17-25, and the Reds at 12-30. and And I do believe that they're like, I think the worst team in the league right now. So, eek, man. Um, now, NL West. This is interesting, and 
I will tell you I will tell you why it's very interesting because of the the playoff standings and the wild card standings. All these teams are very close. And but first let's get into some standings right now. Dodgers and Padres are again very close. Dodgers at 29 and 13, Padres 28 and 15 with one and a half game back. Giants at 23 and 19, six games back. Uh, Diamondbacks are at 23 and 22. They're one game above 500. Congrats on that. Seven and a half games back. And the Colorado Rockies have gone a little bit cold at 20 and 22 and nine games back. But I'm going to get to what I'm saying that these five teams in this NL West division is very interesting because if you look at the wild card standings, the, the, the top six spots, three NL West teams are on there. The next two teams that are in contention that are one and a half and three games back are the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies. So they're not very far. You Again, like I said before, a four-game set, three-game set, a team can get swept, a team can sweep, and then there goes your wild card spot. Anything can happen. So it's very interesting that all five NO West teams right now are you know in the hunt for some playoff spots so they're not completely out of it yet i mean but again even in the nl there's a lot of teams that are you know three and a half games four games five games back of a wild card spot but it's just surprising to me that the the top six spots three of them are held by nl west teams and then the next two teams are also part of the nl west so me personally i just thought that was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, same can be said even with the AL. Well, I mean, in the six six spots for the playoff, I mean, three of them are held by uh, AL East teams, and then the Red Sox are, again, pretty close. Orioles, they're way down there. But, I mean, again, I thought that was real interesting. Very, very interesting that the NL West is looking like that. And, you know, you know they're playing hard. So, Again, still early. We'll see how it goes. And then you never know what could happen. But let's, I mean, now that we're talking about teams, positions in the in the division, let's talk about some players. Let's let's get into some stats because now there's, there's, well, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, there's three players that could potentially hit 400 by July. You know, Hitting 400 hasn't been done. Well, finished the season at 400 hasn't been done since Ted Williams. But, you know, hitting 400 really hasn't been done since Nomar Garcia Parra and the Boston Red Sox. And I do believe he had the biting title for that season. He finished at 372 or 373. Uh, I can't quite remember. But, yeah, he did hit 400 that season. But, of course, it went down because he, he finished at 372. But... We got the batting average leaders right now, top five. We got Manny Machado, MVP for the NL. He just might, sitting at 368, hitting everything. And then next we have J.D. Martinez, Boston Red Sox, hitting 366. Another AL guy in third place. We got Tim Anderson hitting 365. So with those guys hitting well over 360s, I mean, you never know. A, a, a little four, a little four for four game could do it. A little, a little three for four game right after, and you know they're they're touching three eighty probably. So 
again, you never know. You never know. It, it would be sweet to see someone hit 400 by July by the All-Star break. That'd be awesome to see. But um, personally, I hope it happens. But realistically, I don't think it'll happen. The player that I do think is most likely to hit it is Manny Machado. And um, le- uh, leaders in home runs right now, of course, we got Aaron Judge at 17. Next person close to him is five home runs away from him. That's Mookie Betts at 12, Mike Trout at 12, Jordan Alvarez at 12, and then Pete Alonso at 11. So, you know, home runs are being hit now. So are, 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 the, are the dead balls slowly making it uh, a, a rotation out of the league or are they switching out for certain games? But you know what? Who knows? It's a big old conspiracy. The only person that's going to know is the guy who's on top, and that's Rob Manfred. So, again, we'll never know unless they come out and tell us again that they're switching balls out. But we'll find out. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what's. We'll see what's going on. Uh, RBIs. We got Jose Ramirez leading at forty-three. Pete Alonso at forty-one. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who is um, hurt, by the way, I do believe he's going to take an MRI, uh, so he might be out. That might hurt the Yankees. It might not because Aaron Judge is there still at 34 RBIs. So, I don't know. They, It might not hurt him, but you never know. And then Trey Turner also tied with Aaron Judge at 34 RBIs. Um, I mean, there's doubles leaders. There's hits leaders, of course. Manny Machado leads in hits. Rafael Devers right behind him at 59. Machado's at 60. I mean, this, this is the other good one. The league leader in walks, of course. If you had to put a guess out there, it's Juan Soto. They walk him, whether it's intentional walks or he draws out a walk. They walk that guy. They don't want to face him, which stop being a bitch. Throw at him. If he if he takes your yard, oh well. <laughs> Too bad. He's he's good and he's gonna get he's gonna get a big payday. I don't believe he's gonna get traded. He he better not get traded. It's stupid if they trade him. Honestly, I don't even know if there's a package good enough to trade him because he is Young, I mean, he he needs a deal. Nationals want him to stay. I'm pretty sure my co-host Chris Rivera wants him to stay with the Nationals. 100%. I want him to stay with the Nationals. I don't. Wait. Okay. Okay. Let let. Okay. We'll we'll talk about this real quick now. With Juan Soto, I arguably one of the top five best hitters in baseball right now. Everyone thinks he should stay with the Nationals. But there's another side of everyone, quote unquote, that feel like he needs to be on a more competitive team. Now, I say that's, you know what, sometimes that's not fair because during the time when he was at the Nationals, they were a competitive team. They saw playoffs. It just so happened that 2019 was the year that they took a wild card spot, made a push all the way to the World Series and beat the Houston Nationals in seven. So, I mean, they were competitive. They had the competitive pieces during those runs, and they just so happened to get one. So you can't say that the Nationals are not competitive. They just so happened to not be competitive, you know, in the last two years. Or, yeah, about two years. But again, that's that's not fair to say. So they got their ring. He's got his ring. I mean, there's a couple of things that he's still missing. He's missing an MVP. He 
was I, I believe second place in NL Rookie of the Year behind Acuna in 2018. But I mean, he he's always in conversations. Okay, so and as of as going back to whether he should stay a national. I do I do believe he should stay a national. I mean he's home he's a homegrown guy and but I don't but I don't put him on that same pedestal that he needs to stay a national like the way Freddie Freeman should have stayed uh, a brave. I don't think it's the same because I don't know, Freddie Freeman was just a I don't know, a type of player that just Everyone like liked. They liked going to first base. They liked talking to him. Juan Soto, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. He's he's just more of a like I'm here to do my job and to put up the best numbers that I can. Like, like I don't know. I I don't see him on that same type of pedestal that Freddie Freeman should have stayed a Brave and Juan Soto needs to stay a National. I don't know. For some reason, I don't see it. Like. I'll even throw in Aaron Judge like he might get dealt at the end of the year or he might get a deal or something. But I I think Aaron Judge is one of them. I think he should stay a Yankee because there's no other face in that Yankee organization, you know, that you can say is the face of the franchise that's homegrown. You can't say that for for Garrett Cole, for one, because he's not homegrown. You can't do that for Stan because he's not homegrown and you know that what's who's the next guy that can do that to Glaber Torres, but I mean he's not he's no Aaron Judge, so I mean Aaron Judge is the only guy you can do that with at this point until you know they bring up some prospects and they build them up to potentially be the face of the franchise. But right now they don't have one, and it's Aaron Judge, and they he, they need to keep him. Otherwise, you run the risk of having riots in New York, and I'm pretty sure they don't want that. So. And Brian Cashman, I, if if he doesn't do it, horrible, horrible, horrible. So, but who knows? I do. I still have my prediction that Aaron Judge will go to the San Francisco Giants, but that's just my prediction. But back to Juan Soto, I do believe he's going to get paid. I don't think any team could put a package good enough. Okay, no, not good enough, but. I don't know. I don't think no team puts a package that smells good enough for the Nationals to trade them. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. And even that, no team's going to give up, you know, like potentially three or four top 20 prospects for him. No team is going to do that because it puts it puts your farm in jeopardy and it basically puts what you were drafting for for the past four potentially you know five plus years uh to shit like okay you drafted all those players for nothing just to trade them for Juan Soto and especially if it's a team that's really not in contention or competitive in the past couple of years then you're doing it for no fucking reason like there's no there's no reason to do that it's 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 unwise, you know. You, and then there are teams who would potentially trade for Juan Soto because they might be in contention or they're just competitive, you know, year after year after year. And you know, I saw I saw a trade um, mock up of the Red Sox 
trading for Juan Soto. Would I like Juan Soto on the team? Sure. Would would I want to trade for him just for a couple of months for a, a potential playoff run? Because in my eyes, if I'm if I'm the Red Sox GM, Heim Bloom, if I trade for Juan Soto, I'm gonna walk in that clubhouse and tell everybody, hey, I fucking traded for this guy, so we better win a World Series because I'm not paying a ton of money to keep him. He then he's walking and then another team's gonna sign him. So it's just ill advised. So that's why I think he's gonna stay. I would like him on the Red Sox, but I would not give up our top prospects and Blaze Jordan, Tristan Cassis, you know, Jaron Duran, Brian Bayo, nobody. I'm I'm sorry, but no, we have a great strong uh, a great farm system right now because of Wine Bloom. So no, I'm sorry. No, hell no. Uh he he needs to stay with the Nationals. So that that'll that'll just stay right there. And um back to uh back to some stats. Let's go into some quick pitching. Um we have the ERA leaders. We have Justin Verlander at 1.22, Michael Kopech at 1.29, Alec Manoa at 1.62, Martin Perez, which is surprising. Not saying, oh, well, he, he sucked with us because, well, he wasn't great with the Red Sox, but now he's, you know, he's throwing 164 over there like it's nobody's business. All right, but good for him. He's in fourth. Nestor Cortez. Drop down to the five spot at 1.8, which doesn't matter. These are all still fucking good ERAs. Like, holy shit. Um, we got, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Strikeouts per nine. We got Dylan Cease at 13.69. Uh, Shane McClanahan at 12.7. Carlos Rodon at 12.4. Nestor Cortez, 11.2. Aaron Nola at 11.01. So, Sweet, they're striking guys out. But in yesterday's game against Dylan Cease, he did not show his 13.6 strikeouts per nine skills that game because he got shelled. But what's done is done. Now, uh, league leaders in wins, we got Walker Buehler with six, Justin Verlander with six. Walker Buehler is my NL um, Cy Young winner. I do have him winning the Cy Young in the NL. We got Logan, Logan Webb with five, Joe Musgrove with five, and again, Alec Manoa also with five. So, nice. Um, saves, we got Taylor Rogers with 16, Josh Hader with 15, Jordan Romano with 14, Liam Hendricks with 13, and Raciel Iglesias with 11. Sweet. Saves, hard to come by. I wish the Red Sox had a closer so we can save also. Um, shutouts. I mean, there's really not many. Walker Buehler had one. Martin Perez one had one. And let, we're going to get into the guy who also has a shutout. But it's because he also threw a no-hitter in Reed Detmers. Rookie. His 11th start. It happened a while ago, but you know what? Got to give him Got to give him his flowers. Got to give him his credit. Got to give him his kudos. Got to give him everything. You know, threw a no-hitter. I saw it. I saw the last two innings at work because, you know, I get the notification. No hitter through seven, which I hate, by the way. They need to stop doing that. Maybe not say no hitter through seven, but, you know, I don't know. Say something else. Just not no hitter, but whatever. Um, But, yeah, Reed Detmers through a no hitter. Amazing. Great. 11th start. Rookie. 
awesome. Me and me and my co-host saw that uh, draft when he was getting drafted. I do believe it was 2019 when he got drafted. So, you know, great for him. So love that. And um, again, there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of chirping that went on with uh, Noah Syndergaard um, because Mets also had a no hitter, but it was a combined no hitter. I don't think a combined no hitter counts. I don't think they're impressive, but that's just my personal opinion. And he says, this is what a real no hitter looks like. Love that. Great. Love Noah Syndergaard for that. But Noah Syndergaard's next start might have bit him in the ass. I don't know if he pissed. I don't know. Maybe the team didn't like what he said or because it was against it was against Texas, the Rangers. His next start, two thirds innings, six runs, four earned, four hits, two walks. So. I don't know, man. Maybe I <laughs> uh, love what you said, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe keep it to yourself. I don't know. Cause you never know. Oh man. I don't know. That's kind of tough, but still congrats to Reed Detmers on your, on your, uh, no hitter. Beautiful to see. Uh, is it the first no hitter of this season? Well, no, aside from that Mets combined, we don't count that. doesn't count. I do believe he has the first no hitter of the season. So, um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get uh, 500 no hitters like we did last year, but you know, still, congrats to him. That's awesome. Um, another little tidbit news, I guess, going on right now. Another thing that came out in the news that you know, it's 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 at one point it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, damn, what a goddamn asshole. Uh, New York Yankees. Uh, released a prospect, Jake Sanford, uh, for allegedly stealing bats and gloves uh, from teammates and selling them online, and then also not even following through with, I think, potentially paying people when he would ship them out. So, or he wouldn't ship them out and he would pay them or vice versa or something like that. So, uh, asshole, uh, that's stupid. Yeah, sell the belongings online, and after they send him payment, he never fulfilled the order. Not a good teammate, not a good player, not a good human being. Get the fuck out of here. You're gone. Probably no team will ever pick you up again. If they do, you're going to be labeled um, sticky fingers in the clubhouse. So, And no one, no, one, no one likes to be labeled sticky fingers anywhere. So get the fuck out. Uh, what makes it a little funny to me, that's what I was saying, was that he just happened to be a Yankees prospect. So, but whatever. But I don't know, that, that's on him. So, yeah, fuck him. Get out of here. You had no business in here, dude. Another little tidbits, you know, that I want to talk about, you know, that I thought was pretty awesome. Um, Rockies uh, catcher, Brian Servin, which was actually here in Albuquerque. He was a AAA player. Um I'm in the clubhouse, so I actually I knew who he was, and um, he was called up to the big leagues. First at bat, first ball, first pitch, fouls it right into his family's hands. Awesome, love that. Um, his second game, his first two hits, both homers. Love that. Saw that game. So you know that's awesome for Brian Servant, and he's starting today. So I don't know. It's it's a good feeling to know that. You know, there's a guy in the big leagues hitting homers, you know, starting in the in, in the big league game 
that, you know, I was just talking to a couple of days later, you know, like, Hey, what's up, man? Like you got a broken bat in the, in the dugout. What do you want to do with it? Oh, I don't know. You do whatever you want with it. Give it to a kid. You know, that's great. And it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it feels weird, but it's so awesome to see that because, Hey, I was just talking to that guy a couple of days later and now he's in the big leagues hitting homers. So it's badass. It's just, it, for, to me anyway, it's a pretty good feeling. It, it just feels good. It feels cool. Well, we've got, you know, a couple of things that happened recently. And I'll give, I guess we'll give a little bit of, like a little bit of my opinion on it. And it's the whole Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson thing going on. Um, just to add a little caveat here. 2019 interview, Tim Anderson apparently says that he feels like he's the Jackie modern day Jackie Robinson because that was that year that, you know, the whole bat flip day, let the kids play year, bat flips, bat, he, he, I guess, made bat flips popular again. Um, he called himself the modern day Jackie Robinson and, now with uh during the Yankees and White Sox series there was a throwback at third base Jonathan tried to pick him off and I guess he gave him a little shove off the bag Tim Anderson didn't like that understandable they start chirping um uh, I don't think I, I think the bench is cleared on that I don't remember but I think it was a couple of games later or that same game um Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson you know, chirping again in the infield. And that one, I do know for a fact, the bench clear. And, you know, uh, apparently Josh Donaldson uh, called Tim Anderson Jackie. And during an interview, Josh Donaldson says that, you know, like, remember back in 2019 when Tim Anderson called himself the modern day Jackie Robinson, you know, and apparently, according to him, that they joked about it, that that they laughed about it. And this was a whole thing and that he said it again during in the infield when when they were chirping, I guess, or saying something or trying to defuse the situation or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, Tim Anderson didn't like it. Uh, bench is clear. Not no fight goes on, but bench is clear. Things go on. And, you know, Tony La Russa comes out and okay, he. Here's where I here's where I kind of draw the line. Okay, the moment you start labeling people something, you know it's it, it's it's very it's very tough to. I'm not gonna say like defend Josh Donaldson, but it's very tough to put that you know out there in the universe. In case in point, Tony Rusa called Josh Donaldson a racist, you know, and, you know, and that's not that's not a that's not a, a, a word to be thrown around, throw, thrown around lightly, especially in this game where it's full of diversity. For one, it, it the sport that's probably the most full of diversity players from all over there from all bleh, can talk from all over the world. So. On that, you know. I don't. I don't think Tony Tony Larusa should have said that because you know it's very hard to come back from that. Even on his end, Tony Larusa. Now, you know, people are gonna think like, "Whoa!" Now, if you say something, 
that's maybe taken a little out of context. Now Tony Roos is going to call you a name and now I'm labeled that. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's not fair because maybe he didn't, he didn't know what was going on. And of course, Josh Donaldson did give his side of the story. Tim Anderson gave his side of the story. And, you know, I, I don't think Josh Donaldson's a racist, but at the same time, Josh Donaldson shouldn't have, I don't know, said anything. It's very, it's very weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why Josh Donaldson would do that. I don't know if he's trying to like, I don't know, be, be hated as a Yankee or I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's doing, but it's very, oh my gosh. It's very hard to see why everything is happening like this. Because when I first heard about it, I didn't see like any race slur or slander or or anything like that. And I didn't I didn't see I didn't I didn't see that anything in my head. All I saw was or all I heard was that Josh Donaldson, you know, tried to poke at Tim Anderson for calling himself the modern day Jackie for okay and back to that for one Tim Anderson, you're dumbass. You're you're not the modern day Jackie Robinson. Okay, he is not the modern day Jackie Robinson. Okay, he. Oh my God, like, dude, you're not breaking barriers. Okay, you can't compare. Oh, I'm bringing bat flips back to what Jackie Robinson did at bringing in being the first African-American baseball player, having a Hall of Fame career, Rookie of the Year, World Series champion. No way you're the modern-day Jackie Robinson, dude. Okay? Shut up. There's there's no way. Okay? Tim Anderson, great player. I And I just said in his stats earlier that he's hitting over 360. So, okay, good for him. But you're not the modern-day Jackie Robinson, dude. He's not. That is a stupid statement to say in 2019. All because you... Hit one little dinky home run, chucked your bat, and you know maybe now that's maybe one of the top ten greatest bat flips of all time. But you know what? That's all you got, dude. That's all you have. That's all your team has. Your team is not doing well right now. They're five hundred, and we just the Red Sox just shitted on them the day before uh, yesterday, sixteen three. So I I did I didn't like that. And again, I honestly, I didn't even know that that uh, interview happened where he called himself the modern day Jackie Robinson. I don't know how that's not more of a thing. Like, let's bring up that footage. Let's hear what he actually had to say. You know, let's let's bring up past, uh, you know, uh, audio from when the Yankees or when uh, Donaldson would play against Tim Anderson. Let's let's see if we can hear them actually joking about it or bring up some tweets or bring up some. I don't know anything to see if bring in some context to see if what Jonas Donaldson is saying is actually true and or or made up. So, but again, back to that whole modern day Jackie Robinson. No, dude, like hell no. Get get out of here with that shit. No, I'm sorry. No. And and back to Josh Donaldson. I'm I'm not I'm not against either one and I'm not defending either one. But Again, Josh Donaldson, it, you, if you want to poke fun, you do it at a later time because if you do it during that time when there's already some a little beef going on with that with your teams 
And it all started because of you and him at third base, you know, shoving him off the bag. And now you want to do this and, you know, poke fun at this, try to be like, like, hey, man, hey, that was pretty funny, huh, at third base. Like, oh, what do you think, Jackie? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, Tim Anderson is going to take it the wrong way. What do you think was going to happen? And then, again, I'm not defending or against Tony Lewis. I'm, like, split, like, not even down the middle. I'm just neutral, giving my opinion on this. Tony Lewis calling him a racist. I was a little out of pocket. A, a little bit, a little bit out of pocket because that's just not a, a, a not a, a label to put on someone, you know that that it's gonna get taken lightly, especially in this game, especially against Josh Donaldson being on the Yankees and the team that they are, you know, the team that you know tries to stay civil or or whatever they call it. Like it's just not a good, good not a good label to be throwing around as, as quickly as that with maybe not getting the full. The full story, I guess. And, you know, and I give, oh man, I give, I guess I give a little bit of credit to Tim Anderson as him not saying that, as him not calling Josh Donaldson a racist, and it was by his manager, Tony Rusa. Kind of give him a little bit of credit for that, but you know, in in Tim in Tim Anderson's head, I don't know something was probably brewing in there where it's like, is that what he meant? Is that what he? Or maybe that's not what he meant. Maybe I maybe I should have like took it another way. And then back to Josh Johnson. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe I shouldn't have tried to you know de-escalate the situation and just let it ride. That's exactly what he should have done. Like, dude, if there's already beef on there, don't try to like make it better or something like that, especially in the infield while the game's going on and stuff like that, you know, do that shit behind doors. I don't know. Give him a call or FaceTime him or what have you like, Hey man, like, like I'm like apologize for that play at third. And you know, like, like look here, like, or, or I'm, I'm apologize for, and you know, Josh Johnson did apologize in the press conference. He did. But again, I mean, it, you got to do it. You got to do it behind closed doors or you got to do it, you know, over the phone or, or what have you. But like, I don't know that type of stuff. We hate, we hate to see it in this game. Like we're done with that shit. Okay. Like get that shit out of here. There's, there's no room for that type of shit in this game. Like No, no racial stuff. No, no nothing. Like we've had it. We're, We're done with that shit. Let's, they're all baseball players in my eyes, and that's all I see, okay? Like, I don't, it's great that players are from everywhere, but again, like, I don't care where they're from. Like, I, like I've said, um, a couple of, I do believe last year when Shoei Otani got a little shit from Stephen A. Smith saying that he can't be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter, which I thought was a bullshit statement. Um, I don't care where Shoei Otani is from. I don't care what language he speaks. I don't care what he looks like. He's a player. He's a baseball player. He hits homers. He throws 99. The fact is that Shoei Otani is doing shit that hasn't been done for like 100 years. That's all I care about. So all like that type of shit needs to get out of here. So, I mean, back 
that needs to, yeah, all that type of shit needs to be gone from the face of baseball. We don't, we don't got time for that. There's no room for that type of shit here. We're done. We're done with that shit. Keep that out of here. Um, but that's my little tidbit, my little opinion on that whole Josh Donaldson thing. And, um, but I, I, I think it's, I don't know. It shouldn't happen. I don't know why. I, I don't know if Josh Donaldson is like trying to be hated or trying to start a rivalry with the Yankees, not with the Yankees, but like trying to start a rivalry with that team, with another team. Like, I don't know what he's doing. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why he's doing it. I honestly, I have no idea, but things are going to happen. It's, it's baseball. We'll see how it pans out. I don't know if the Yankees play the the White Sox more later on in the year, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to affect the team or the players in the clubhouse or their opinions on Josh Donaldson in there, but I, we'll never know because we're not in that clubhouse. Um, I guess one of the last things I want to uh, bring up which I thought was amazing. Uh, recently, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski released a video that they're taking batting practice together. Yes, Tom Brady is is is, is on the is is out there on the field taking BP, and Rob Gronkowski is out there in right field chasing down balls and catching them. So it's amazing. By the way, Tom Brady, lefty hitter. Great. Awesome. Love that. And he even said on a Tom Brady tweet, he said, got some cuts in this morning. Wonder if that Expos offer is still on the table. Oh, man. I would love to see Tom Brady, you know, come in and play a little baseball. And then Mike Trout even replied to him with the little eyeball emoji. Like, oh, really? You, You coming in here right now? But... I, I, I thought that was amazing. That's badass. Um, because, you know, it's not the first time that Tom Brady has actually been on a field and taking cuts. He actually did it uh, back in 04. And he hit a home run uh, into right field, just hugging the, the pesky pole. And the bat he used to hit that home run off was Nomar Garcia Parra's bat. So, badass. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring that up cause I think that's badass to see. Love that shit. Um, I don't think, I don't think there's much else to be talking about right now in major league baseball. I mean, teams are, teams are walking off. Things are happening. Uh, power rankings are looking stupid. Adley Rutschman made his major league debut, you know, congrats on him. Top 10 prospects right now. We've got. Adley Rutschman, Riley Green, Grayson Rodriguez, right-handed pitcher, uh, Anthony Volpe for the Yankees at five, C.J. Abrams with the Padres, you know, uh, Marcelo Meyer for the Red Sox, shortstop at number 10. So, I know, great great to see those guys doing work, and great to see Adley Rutschman get called up. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much all... That's going on right now. Aside from, you know, the that whole Yankee White Sox news going on, that's pretty much been all the drama 
that's been going on in baseball right now. But for the games for the games today, we've got Red Sox, White Sox, uh, Rockies, Pirates, the Tigers and the Twins, the Mets and the Giants, Dodgers, Nationals, the A's and the Mariners, Brewers, Padres, Cubs and the Reds, Marlins and Tampa, Orioles and the Yankees, Phillies and Atlanta, the Guardians and the Astros, and the Texas Rangers and uh, Angels. So those are the games going on today. Um, they're all pretty much afternoon games, except um, Tigers and Twins, they're playing early. Rockies and Pirates are playing early. Uh, Rockies and Pirates are actually probably starting in about 30 minutes. So uh, that's all the games going on right now. And um, again, uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully doing it uh, doing it uh, solo episode today wasn't too boring. You know, I, I was a little like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should. But I wanted to give something out there. Give a little news. Give a little stats. Give a little opinions on some things. And, um, but yeah, again, thank you for listening to episode number 12 of We Watch, We Collect, and we'll be back later with episode number 13.